You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. What's going on, tribe? Familia. Have you ever imagined what it would be like if nobody was generous, right? About what Pastor Pedro was talking about, about being generous. And what if God wasn't generous? You know, I think it'd be a world of scarcity. It would be one where I imagine that we would just be trying to survive, that we would be separated not only from one another, but we'd be even more separated from God. So life, in fact, might be very different. So generosity might be more impactful than you know. So what does it take to be generous? Well, stay with us as we consider generosity and a particular mindset that might make it easier to be generous. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those movies that some apocalyptic event has happened, right, where everybody is just trying to survive. Water is scarce. Food is scarce. Homes and buildings are just reduced to rubble. And many have died and kids are just trying to tend, you know, fend for themselves in this world, right? That's what I picture, like one of these movies, right, these apocalyptic movies, would, it would look like that, I think, if if we weren't generous, if God wasn't generous. And here's the thing. It's not that way. It's not a world of scarcity. And I believe because it's because of generosity. And what is generosity? Like, like I was asking a little while ago, what is generosity? Well, I think a lot of us think that it's giving financially, right? But it's way more than that. And it's okay to think that way. You know, it's, it's, it's good to be generous with our financial resources for sure. But generosity is way more than just giving. It's giving above and beyond. Generosity, really, when you think about it, it's not just about our financial resources, but it's about our heart. It's about our heart. I talked to you guys a while back about guarding our hearts, right? Guarding our minds. The heart is the center of ourselves where our thinking comes from. And so I want to present to you today a mindset that might provide us the opportunity to be more generous, right? And I also want to share that I have a personal reason for wanting to share this message. I have a reason I want to share this message, and I'm going to tell you that reason here in just a little bit. But has your generosity ever been tested like this? You know, you get a receipt at a restaurant and you see it's already been calculated for you. Your, your tip percentage right there at 18, 22 or 25%. If you guys can see that on the screen there. Some of the receipts I've seen start at 15, then it's 20, then it's 25. You know, and I believe that I'm a good tipper. I, I believe I, I tip pretty good. And my wife and kids would probably say, yeah, dad, I think you're generous. I love to give tips to servers that maybe they didn't, they didn't do a good job, and I'll, I'll still give them a good tip. And, you know, 
My wife and I have been giving to City Tribe for many years. And the reason is that we believe that this church is doing some great things. And now, now that I'm on the inside serving here at this church, working here, I know. I see what it takes to put cultivate together. Right? I see what it takes to put city youth together. Those things that we're doing with the financial resources that people are giving to this church. So much. People giving their tithes. You know, and tithes is just, it's 10% of your financial resources. That's what tithe means. And there's people here, I know, that give beyond 10%. They give above and beyond. My wife and I actually try to challenge ourselves to give more, right? Now, guys, you gotta, if you're married, you gotta, you gotta do this gently when you're challenging your spouse because if you're not paying the bills, like I don't pay the bills, and I, I challenge my wife, let's, let's, do, let's give more. She's like, have you seen the electricity bill? So be careful how you do that. But I am so amazed what happens when we're generous. I'm so amazed how my wife will trust God and our financial resources. I love you, babe, but it's amazing. You know, I told Pastor Doug, I said, man, I wish I would have taught my kids when they were smaller about tithing and being more generous, right? And here's the reason. Here's the reason I want to tell you about generosity. Here's the reason I want to tell my kids when they were younger about tithing and generosity. Because I want you guys, I want my kids to experience God in like a crazy way when we trust him with our finances. He does some crazy stuff. I've heard some stories here from people that are like given. It's like, wow, dude. And it's just, it's just not getting like financial resources back. We don't give to get, right? But that's happened. I've seen it happen with people. I've actually experienced it myself. It's crazy how, what God does when we trust him with our finances. And so let's consider something, right? You know, before I talk a little bit more about generosity, I want to say to you that it's, it's more than that reason. It's, it's also that we're in this series called the Holistic Church, and we believe that generosity is a big part of that. And we want to get really good at generosity as a church. So that's another reason, too, that we're talking about generosity today. But it's also coming from a point of love. Know that from my heart. Coming from our hearts. And so I want to consider something. I want to ask you, are you a generous person? Why? Or why not? Now, I think for the most part, all of us here want to be generous. And like I said, I know a lot here will give above and beyond. So thank you. But I do think it takes a mindset that will help us and allow us to be more generous. I'm going to share that mindset with you guys. But before I do, let's, let's go ahead and bow our heads and pray. Father, I want to thank you, Lord God, for, for your love, Lord God. And I want to pray, Father, that the unfolding of your words give light, Lord. May it give understanding to us all, Father. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit
Speak to each and every heart, Father, including my own. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, I think sometimes when it comes to generosity, we get stuck in this mentality that it's mine. The car is mine. The house is mine. The job is mine. The business is mine. The money I earn is mine. And we might actually start sounding like these guys right here. <laughs> you know, I, I get stuck there sometimes myself, especially like if you saw in that little receipt a while ago, if somebody's trying to take my fajita taco, you know, mine. But just for fun, guys, I want to I wanna hear what that sounds like from you guys. Let me hear what it sounds like. We don't have to do it like all at the same time. Mine, mine, mine. No, I want to hear like scattered minds all over the place, like those, those seagulls. Ready? On three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to say mine, 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 mine. It's like crazy. Ready? On three. One, two, three. Mine, 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 mine. <laughs> all right. Whatever you do, do not throw Cheetos at the seagulls. Okay? Something happens. But... King David, if you've heard of King David in the Bible, he was a, he's a man who's described as someone who's after God's own heart, right? He's described that way. And he wrote a lot of the Psalms, and he's talked about a lot in the Bible. And there's something he says, and actually it's a prayer that talks about giving and being generous. He prays this prayer, and I want you guys to go ahead and stand up. I'm going to read to you this prayer that he prayed from 1 Chronicles 29, 10 through 11, where it says this, Therefore David blessed the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. And check this out. But who am I, and what is my people, that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given you. God's word. You guys go ahead and have a seat. You know, this prayer gives you a great indication as to the heart of David, right? And I talked about the heart being the way we think. He says so much about that mindset that I want to share with you guys. But before I continue with that, you know, I took a couple of classes in seminary that pertain to nothing but steward stewardship, right? Managing your money and our possessions. And in those classes were a couple of books that we had to read. And some of them, you guys might, might know them. Uh, Financial Peace was one of them from uh, Dave Ramsey. Another one was from uh, an author by the name of Ra uh, Randy Alcorn. Right? Managing Possessions in, in Eternity. And in that particular book, and actually in both of these books, it talks about this mindset, right? That it's not ours. And Randy Alcorn says it's life's most basic reality. That this mindset is life's most basic reality. And so I want to lean into that. 
that life's most basic reality, that mindset that we should have instinctively somehow, right? So I'm going to present to you three characteristics today on what that mindset is like that will help us to be more general. The first one is this. It's all yours, 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 God, right? And that's our big idea today. It's all yours, 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 God. And this time, not like a bunch of seagulls. I want to hear you like eagles, right? I want to hear you say, it's all yours, 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 God. Ready? When I point to you, it's all yours, 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 God, right? I mean, check out that scripture. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Three yours in there, and there's more in there. There's more yours in there, but there's three in that little section right there in that little verse. You know, I don't know if you guys have some his and her stuff. I have some his and her coffee cups. Maybe you have some of those. And, uh, or maybe you have like his and her t-shirts. Maybe you have his and her sinks for those guys that are married, right? Maybe you have his and her cars. But my wife and I, we have his and her sinks, right? And here's the deal. For some reason, her water from her sink that comes out stronger than mine and so every once in a while, I leave some evidence over there on her side, right? My toothbrush or my razor. And in her little girl voice that comes out to me, this is what she says. She says, hey, mister, that's my side, my side. And I'm like, no, babe, it's all his. <laughs> it's all his, babe. So how cool and awesome would it be that if next time we see his and hers, you think about that, right? That you would say, you know what? It's not his. It's not hers. But it's yours, 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 God. It's yours. And here's the second point. It says that riches and honor come from you. You rule over all. In your hand are power and might. And in your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. So the second point is that riches and honor come from God. You know, when we think about riches, maybe you're thinking that's like jewels, gold, money. But if you think about it, think about people that don't have, it could be food, clothes, shelter, some basic necessities could be riches, right? Cars, like I said. So we have riches that come from God. It says honor in there. It mentions honor. I think a lot of us are in a position of honor. Sometimes we don't realize it. Sometimes we wish we were in it, had more of it. But we're in positions of honor by being somebody's son or daughter. We might be somebody's father or mother. Right? So you're in a position of honor that way. You might be in a position of honor from somewhere at your place of employment. It's something you do for work. So that, too, comes from God. That honor comes from God. Riches and honor come from God. And it says in there that greatness and strength come from him, too. So anytime that you're feeling great or strong, that's coming from the Lord. That's coming from God. 
And here's the last point. The last point pretty much sums it all up. Everything comes from God. Everything comes from God. It says, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Everything comes from God. And that was the mentality. That was the heart of David. That mindset that it's not mine. It's yours. And that can be hard sometimes for us. You can. You know, Pastor Pedro, a little while ago, talking about generosity, how if you have your hand open, somebody puts something in it, you can transfer it over with your other hand. <clears throat> I'm going to say, let's, let's say I'm going to give you a $100 bill and I'm going to put it in your hand. And so now, because I just gave you something that you didn't have a while ago, it's easier to give it away, right? Now, I know what some of you are saying. You're like, no, that's not so easy for me. I'm, I'm stingy. I'm having trouble. And we do sometimes. But it is easier to give something when you have that mentality, when you have that heart that this, this is not something that's mine. It was given to me, so it's easier to give away something that's not yours, whether that's financial resources or, you know, anything. Something you have that you, if you have the mindset that it's not yours, it's easy, easier to give that away. You know, I heard a story one time about a five-year-old. This five-year-old loved McDonald's French fries. How many of us don't like McDonald's French fries, right? And so his dad, we picked him up from childcare. He said, you know what? I'm going to drive through the, the McDonald's drive-thru, and I'm going to pick him up an order of fries. <clears throat> and so he does, because he loves his son, right? So... He didn't pick up anything for himself because like me, he's working on the figure. You know, he too many fajitas. So he just picked up the fries for his son and he's driving back home and he looks through the mirror and he sees his son just like enjoying those fries with a smile. And he's like, oh, that smells good, right? That smells good. So... He says, you know what? Let me just reach back there and get one fry. Gets a fry, eats it, and what does his son say? We know what he says. Mine. Mine. From a very young age, we get that mentality that it's mine. So it's hard. It's hard to switch that mindset. You know, I was supposed to play a video today of a story of a guy you might know from our church whose name is Mario Hernandez, who's experienced some crazy stuff that's happened to him because of his generosity. But something happened. You see, they interviewed him here. They recorded him. And there was some construction going on upstairs. They were repairing our roof. And some of that noise came through in the audio, right? And someone listened to the message, listened to what he was saying, and he couldn't, they couldn't really 
wrap the story together because of the, uh, the distraction. And I want to thank Mario and I want to thank our production team for trying that. And here's the deal. A little bit later in the week, they said, hey, it didn't come out too good. Can you record something on your phone and send it to us about that story? And dude, I know Mario, he probably got really like emotional, recorded something on his phone, but then something happened and that wouldn't transmit across from his phone to our production team. And that I learned this morning. And I like, what's going on here, Lord? Was there something that was going to be communicated that perhaps, I don't know, you didn't want us to share? Or was it maybe the enemy getting in the way and not allowing that to happen? And so I prayed this morning. This morning, I was praying, Lord, well, what's this about? Well, you see, the reason I wanted to share this message with you guys, what I told you guys that I want you all to experience something in your life with your financial resources when you're generous, that, that what I want for you guys, that's what I want to communicate, right? And the same thing is Mario was going to communicate the same thing. And so I thought, in my prayer this morning, I thought, Lord, was it? that you wanted to say something in particular? And as soon as I had that thought this morning, scripture popped into my head that it's been there. You've heard it. Pastor Doug has talked into it. It popped into my head, and the scripture was this. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. I will not open for you. I will, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. I hadn't gone there. And those words came to me this morning. And I actually went to go get my Bible. I'm like, where exactly? I know this is in Malachi. Where is it? What verse is it? And the Bible I found in my house, I have a couple of Bibles was laying on top of the counter, was the Bible that I use in chaplaincy and hospice. And that Bible is, is English and Spanish. I brought it here today. I changed my, added that verse in there, right? And I thought, the team, I said, you know what? It's right here in Spanish too. So maybe God wants some of you guys to see it. You see it right there? Traer todo el diezmo a folí para que haya alimento en mi casa y poner ahora la prueba en esto. Diciendo al Señor de los ejércitos, si no es, si no os abriré, abriré las ventanas del cielo y derramaré para vosotros bendición hasta que sobreabunden. And when I got to that word sobreabunden, because it's not in my vocabulary, as you can see, I have some difficulty with those words sometimes. I got to that word and I talked to Isaías. I said, yes. Hey, tell me about this word. And he says, it's a two-part word. Sobre, like leftover. And abunde as abundance. Right? And I was like, wow. 
blessing until it overflows in the English version. And that's the message. That's the message. That's the message that God wants to share with you. That I want to share with you. Sobre abunde. Blessing until it overflows. You know, I have a brother-in-law. His name is Gary. And Gary is probably the most generous guy I know. And uh, last Sunday, I wasn't here because I was doing a funeral and a reception for a family member. And Gary cooked up three briskets for that reception. And it's so crazy because I remembered a while back, I told Gary, I said, hey, Gary, man, that's a nice shirt. Gary took his shirt off and gave it to me. It's like, that's some crazy generosity right there, man. And so as I was preparing for this message, I called my brother-in-law, Gary. I said, hey, Gary, why are you so generous? And he says, Joe, it's in my DNA. And I'm like, oh, tell me more about that. He goes, well, my grandfather and my grandmother were very generous. And then my dad and my mom were very generous. And so now I'm generous. It's in my DNA. And I thought about that. I thought, it's in God's DNA. And that's why it's in our DNA to give, to give above and beyond. And we're not in a world of scarcity because of that, right? That God gives above and beyond. People give above and beyond. They do that through all sorts of ways, through their work, whether they're in healthcare, law enforcement, giving of themselves so much, whether you're a nanny or you're a CEO. I've seen some crazy generosity out there. And our church is not one of scarcity either because of generosity from our members. Because of it, programs like Cultivate, City Youth, Tribes, we can give to ministries in Mexico, other places where they serve kids. We can give to churches that are trying to get started, like one in London. Can you imagine how much more we could do, we could impact with more generosity? Crazy when you think about what God does with generosity. You know, and just like I imagine a world without generosity, where everyone's trying to survive, like in that movie, Book of Eli. And there are places like that, you know, there are places where people are separated from family, war torn countries. We know, we see the news. There's people that right now are being generous in those areas. Believe me. And we're not separated from God because of his generosity. Right? He wants us to live a life of abundance. He gave us everything. And most importantly, he gave his son. That's probably the most generous act. And so we consider that. Right? We pause 
from time to time, and we take communion, and that's what we're going to do today. Communion is a practice of remembrance. You, know, you guys should have received your little cup, right? And in this practice, there's some bread, and there's some juice. If any of you guys that are online want to do this with us, communion, you can grab some bread, you can grab a piece of tortilla, grab some juice. Go ahead and open up that little lid there where the wafer's at. That little wafer represents his body. There's some here up front, guys. There's also some back there on top of the counter if you didn't get one when you came in. But because God gave his only begotten son, that he who believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So yes, take that little wafer and say, God, thank you. Thank you for giving your body for me on that cross. Go ahead, eat that. And open up that little cup. Get that juice ready there at the house, wherever you're at. That juice represents his blood. So as you're remembering this, remembering God's generosity, that he shed his blood. And I had a thought this morning. I know that thought was probably from the enemy saying something. Hey, man. Who are you? You know why? Who a lot of us are? Covered in the blood. Yeah. Take that juice, drink that, and say thank you for your blood, Father. Thank you. So guys, let's go ahead and bow our heads and continue a little bit in prayer and just reflecting on this generosity that our God has. You know, maybe there's somebody out there that's never taken communion or maybe, maybe you don't even believe in Jesus yet. And I want to say something to you. I want to say that you belong here. We love you. God loves you. In your time. You know, sometimes we get caught up in religion where we feel like I need to do this or I need to do that or I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. And we feel like we're unworthy or not enough. Well, I want to say to you that it's not about doing. It's about done. It's about done. Jesus on that cross said it is finished. Pastor Doug was talking about the Samaritan woman last week, and you too can believe like she, she did. God knows everything about you, about me, and he still loves us. But that's my prayer for special investigators out there, for all of us, because we all need the gospel. We all need Jesus. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us everything. Thank you, Father, that everything comes from you, Lord. Help us to realize that more, Father, that it's not mine, it's yours. Help us to be generous, Father, to give back to you from what comes from your hand. Most importantly, Father, thank you for the generosity to Jesus. I pray all of that in his name. Amen.
Amen. Well, guys, we talked about this in the announcements a little bit ago. Baptisms, if you have made a decision to follow Christ that you believe and you haven't been baptized yet, think about getting baptized. It's going to be an awesome Sunday with baptisms next weekend, celebrating the resurrection of Christ, what he's done for us. You know, Pastor Doug has been saying lately that if you feel comfortable just hanging out, staying where you're at, staying in silence, praying, feel free. If you want to go enjoy your day, go ahead. If you need prayer, go out and talk to a prayer leader. I love y'all. This, this concludes our service, guys. Peace be with y'all. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, Check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.